Hi, I'm Britt. And my name is Alyssa. And this is Skeletales. And this is the podcast where we strive to answer the age-old question of, is my dead grandma watching me? Alyssa, do you ever have that occurrence where you go to reach for a doorknob or maybe your like car door handle and then zap, you get zapped by static electricity and you're like static electricity you tricksy thing nope grandma she's just giving you giving you a little zinger what it, why <laughs> did i just do something bad grandma maybe or, she was standing there and you like reached your hand through her and she's like whoa Zing, zing. <laughs> well, I could see like energy being electric and she's mm-hmm. trying to materialize through the electricity, ride those waves. And she's like, I'm going to appear in front of Alyssa and she's going to see her first ghost. And then all that happens is she just shocks the shit out of me. So I'm <laughs> shit and I'm like, ah. and it doesn't work. <laughs> I could see that. Or maybe I've done something. Maybe I just tried to 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 pump some gas and get the hell out of there. And she's like, yeah. "No, no, 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 lady, you stay right there and you go pay that gas bill." Or I've like, um, I've just run over a puppy and I check and it's dead, and I'm oh running God. back to my car to run away. What, what are you doing? I, I, she's trying to communicate something to you. You, I just don't know what it she's is. She's watching me do bad things. That's the whole deal, right? So I'm. Trying Trying to hypothesize the bad things that I could be doing All that right. she would shock me for. Okay. Maybe I've left the oven on oh, yeah. and I'm about to leave the house. Zing. Oh my God. Zink. Oh my God. The, oh yeah, I gotta turn that oven off. Yeah, she's or she's Thanks, yeah, she's, Grandma. Exactly. She's helping me out. She's helping you out. Okay. Yep. Totally valid. Grandma. I think. Yep. So think about that. Every time you get shocked, look around for dead puppies and um and you're also check your stove. Or you know what it is? What I just do now is I just yell grandma. I like something will happen and I'm like, grandma, grandma. What did your lights just go off again? I don't know. I, you know, I yelled grandma and the you lights. You did just <laughs> yell grandma and your lights just went off. What the heck? That was pretty crazy, huh? That was grandma. Nothing happened. Nope, your lights stayed on. No. Okay. Um, do we just talk about zingers and dead puppies and grandmas? Uh, some of those things sometimes. Yeah. Yeah, we do. And that's what, oh, why we're called Skeletales, <laughs> where we talk about paranormal, ghost stories, supernatural, cryptids, haunted houses, aliens, UFOs, near-death experiences, strange coincidences, yeah, time travel. Parallel universes. I really pop my pee there. Parallel universes. If it's fun and interesting, honestly, we'll tell it. We Heck love yeah. to share these stories. Yeah. Um, do you have a story today? I do. Real quick. I've been gone for three weeks. I'm finally back home. Okay. Welcome so, home. Thank you very much. Um, and so as part of my homecoming, the children and I decided to smash some pumpkins Per tradition, um, after Halloween, nice. they get all mushy and disgusting, and we <laughs> go smash them, just something to keep them busy. So in somehow, while smashing our pumpkins this weekend, I got a little like pumpkin splatter, pumpkin juice in my eyeball. <laughs> oh. 
I think. I don't know. Uh, But I was at urgent care all day yesterday because my freaking eye was all swollen and puffy because I got something in my eye. Did it happen in the moment? Like it splattered and the moldy pumpkin wad flew in your eye? It was. No, I was not aware of it. My pumpkin wasn't carved. It was a perfectly good pumpkin that could have sat on my porch all through Thanksgiving. I got peer pressured by a bunch of seven-year-olds to smash my pumpkin (laughs) against a tree. And I did. And I don't remember anything going in my eye. But then after that, it was like all day. I'm like, ow, ow. Every time I blinked, I looked in the oh. mirror. I think I got like a, a, a pricker like or the pumpkin stem. You know how it's a little prickly there? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. And I was like, oh, I'll just go to bed. It'll be fine after di- uh, tomorrow. Whatever is going to work its way out. It did not. It was just red and puffy and Quasimodo-ish. What? Quasimodo, the hunchback? Like half closed. <laughs> it looked real Swollen. cute. Yeah, yeah. real bloodshot. Like- Part yeah. of your body starts uh, hunching, start hunching over. over. Yeah. And so that was how I spent one of my, my first day back. Oh, <laughs> one of my first days. I'm feeling much better now. I got some antibiotics. I was wondering why you were wearing that huge eye patch. Yeah. I know. Part of me kind of wanted that. I, I was like, maybe I'll get an eye patch out of this. That'd be pretty fucking badass. I could still and pretend. Didn't do it. Um, eye injuries are the worst. I stabbed myself in the eye with my thumbnail one time in my sleep. (laughs) Wasn't awake. Did it in my sleep. And um, yeah, it's excruciating. Yeah, it's not. That sounds much more painful. Mine was just like a little something that just probably was covered in pumpkin mold and got my eye infected. Yours is a straight thumbnail to the (laughs) iris. That that sounds really painful. I'm calling possession because I don't know what I like had my hand up in the air and just my thumbnail slammed down into my eye while I was sleeping. Like somebody had to possess my body. Why would I do that to myself? I don't know. Oh, that's so his grandma. Watch this. Show your ghost friends. Oh, ghost they're laughing their asses Bam! off in the corner. Oh, Lord. Okay. I don't know if that was worth saving for on air, but smashing um, Halloween pumpkins and getting an that eye infection. Fun, actually throwing pumpkins against trees. It is. It's fun. I recommend it. If you have a, a moldy pile of pumpkin, it will splatter goggles. real good. Safety oh, goggles next safety time. Safety first. That is a good yeah. lesson. Learn from me, please. You'll you'll shoot your eye out with that pumpkin. <laughs> Mom, can I have a pumpkin? No. <laughs> you'll shoot no your more eye pump- out. <laughs> no, are you are you insane? No, I'm not getting you a pumpkin. You're gonna lose an eye <laughs> next year. So Britt, what are we talking about oh, this yeah. evening, my friend? Ooh, okay. So I have a couple of fun stories that are um kind of like spooky letter stories. <gasps> Okay, here we go. This first one is from Marie. It all started when I received letters sent to the wrong address. It had been going on for quite a while. I would go to get the mail. I would sort through it and make piles for each family member living with me. And then I would go to the last letter with a name I didn't recognize. The address was supposed to always go to somebody located at the capital city of my state, I wasn't weirded out at the start. I simply didn't open the letter and wrote on the envelope, not at this address. Then the letters got more frequent and I got impatient and curious. One Wednesday evening, I went out to get the mail. By the time I got inside, 
Um, It was dark, and I was sifting through the mail. The first envelope was addressed to me, Marie. The second was addressed to my grandparents, who'd been staying with me for some time. And the third in the pile was to him, the mysterious unknown person. The name on the envelope read Timothy Toderick. I thought about how uncommon a name that was for the area we lived in. I'd finally had enough of not knowing what was in these letters, which was another weird thing. There were no hints whatsoever of what this letter could be. No bank names, no lame wish-you-well stamps or kiss marks. I opened the letter, and the only thing inside the envelope was a small index card, like the ones your grandma would put your favorite recipe on. That is male, it, male, male thief. I know. Male thief, She's Marie. like confessing uh, to like male. Where, what, is, what is that called? Not male it, fraud. It's yeah, like I think, or what, defiling male. I don't know. <laughs> do you write the male general? Who's that guy? I'm writing the male general. Post, post Postmaster master, general. Here we is. go. Okay. Well, you might not want to do that. <gasps> this is what the index card said. <clears throat> My name is Toby. If you're seeing this, it's probably because you found it in the mail. Maybe you live with lots of family members. Maybe you live alone. Maybe you have a wife, a husband, a dog, whatever you have. I guarantee you it will not last. Why? Well, even I don't really know. I just know it happened to me. One day, I opened the mail and received a letter from an undisclosed address. The name on it was Tiffany. I kept receiving them, like I'm sure you are now. I opened one. I read the exact same thing you're reading now. Weeks later, when I finally forgot about the traumatizing letter I received from Tiffany, my cat Sam died. Then my goldfish, Terry. (laughs) Terry! Not Terry, the goldfish. (laughs) (laughs) Which doesn't seem like a big deal. I can get a new cat. I can get a new goldfish. Then possibly, worst of all, I found my girlfriend dead in her apartment the day I proposed to her. I wish I never opened that letter. Please know that you will lose many people because of this mistake. You may be asking, are there ways around this? Certainly. After months of research, I found that there are four things you can do to slow the process. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) I'm serious. This is so serious. Four things you can do to slow the process and get your family somewhere safe. One, lock all your doors It hasn't been confirmed yet that the people who are doing this are exactly human, but it never hurts. Two, take any salt you have anywhere around the house and sprinkle it on one windowsill in your living room, then on the one in your kitchen. They love the taste of salt. Three, bite your lips until a drop of blood comes off. Spread that on a piece of paper and put it in your pocket. They loved the smell of blood. Wait, why would you? What? Okay. What? And that- Four. Hide. Goodbye, Marie. The end. That's that's it. It leaves you on. Uh, what, the, she left us on a cliffhanger. Okay. Well, because we don't know. We don't know what happened to Marie after that. Okay. 
<laughs> so many questions. One, was it Timothy? <laughs> Who was writing these letters? Toby? What was the, the letter writer okay. name? So it was addressed to Timothy Todrick, but when she opened the envelope, it said, my name is Toby. Toby. To- okay. Okay. Toby. <laughs> I was going to point out to Toby that, yes, you can get a new cat. And yes, yes. you can get a new fish. Toby, yeah. you could also get a new girlfriend. <laughs> a new girlfriend. But that he seems very well put together for someone who's just lost his girlfriend. And also, where in this letter, where's where in these four steps to like saving yourself from these creatures uh-huh. of whatever point does it mm-hmm. say to start mailing a letter to a random address? Like, how did he pick Marie? I I don't know. Is he hoping- and also I just reading this for the second time here after months of research he has come up with the four things you can do what kind of research are you doing yeah. toby is it just <laughs> trial and error like what is they lo- and they love the taste of blood the smell of blood why are you putting it in your pocket yeah what? <laughs> you don't want like, them around you exactly bite your lip and then keep your blood outside your body in your oh. pocket like move it from the inside to the outside um but no update from marie so um i'm wishing her well maybe she's in hiding she's following step four hide after reading this though it did get me um thinking about chain mail yeah that you get and i was a little curious i was like you know because back in the day it started with e- getting emails and it was like, forward this email t- or you're going to like, you know. I know you think that the world started with email. They're much older than that. Chainmail didn't know. start with email. Did you research chainmail already? No. I, I know you like to research things. I didn't research it. I just think I know that. I want to say like when I was like in elementary school, you'd get chainmail and stuff and people like... It would, you know, like it was a thing. It was, it didn't start. And then with emails, it certainly did. It still goes on on like Facebook. They're oh, like, on social if media. you think, and not so disastrous, but like, if you're my friend and you see this, you'll post this to let me know how uh-huh. many friends, you know, there's all how that. How many like, friends I have. Yeah. Um. So I wanted to know, I was curious this afternoon. So I looked it up. 1888. Is the first documented like chain letter. Oh, okay. And it yeah. was not it was not um for, you know, superstitious things. It was um a Methodist ladies' ministry trying to raise money for the church. And so they started a letter. They wrote a letter and they said, mail in a dime, help out the church, and then you know, you send out three letters and then those three people will send in dimes. It was a huge success. It was a hit. And it, um, the word spread, and fun fact, it spread all the way to Britain, where they used that idea to raise money for the Home for Destitute Women in Whitechapel oh, around the time of Jack, Jack the Ripper, where like violence against prostitutes was crazy high. They used chain letters to try to raise money to like help. The prostitutes not get murdered. That is <laughs> and it, insane. It was a, yeah, it was a huge success. They were called Snowball Collection is what they called it back then. Um, but then the, they coined the term dime letters and then it went on to chain letters. But um, these are not like really part of my stories, but I have a couple of fun ones that I came across of 
chainmail stories that I thought were uh, pretty hilarious. Um, so in the 1890s, a young girl named Natalie started the dime letters asking people to send money to buy ice for troops that are, were in Cuba. And it was, I think it had to have just been a joke because you don't need ice cubes for Cuban troops. Like it's hot as hell in Cuba. So, um, but she, isn't she that ended- the point? Maybe I was like, that makes sense. I guess you can have would my you dime. Do it? I would absolutely send you a dime. <laughs> well, people got on board with that. They're like, of course, they're boiling hot in Cuba. They need ice cubes. Yes. So, ten, her she lived in Long Island. Their post office was in like one week got thirty five hundred letters to her for for <laughs> filled with dimes, and like she had no plan on going to buy. It's is that like the early like early nineteen hundreds. Like she wasn't gonna go to Cuba, so she like pocketed the money. Ooh. But fun fact: this girl, little girl Natalie, ended up later in life as an adult. Becoming a Wall Street banker. Uh, well, <laughs> she had she had the clue of how am I going to make money. Followed through with it. What what is that like? Three hundred fifty bucks. Three hundred three thousand five hundred dimes. Is that three hundred fifty? Well, this bucks? was like in the nineteen early eighteen. Right. No. What, what did I say? Nineteen hundreds. Yeah. 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 So, so the, then that might be like money. That was like probably twenty grand. Something. It'd be up there yeah, for sure. Yeah. yeah no. For well, young good on you, little Natalie. I'm convinced. Okay, um, my personal favorite though was in 1997, early age of the internet. Okay. Email begins of the chain email. Um, there it started a chain email for a young girl named Jessica Mydeck who was dying of cancer, and on it it said, "Help the Red Cross save you know Jessica's life." Forward this email to ten people and get the word out about you know helping cancer whatever well red cross comes out and it's like stop forwarding this this is not this is not affiliated with us and then eventually somebody said oh jessica my dick jessica my dick (laughs) (laughs) may not be a real person maybe (laughs) but they used it for email harvesting so who knows how many email addresses they got from doing that lovely little that's hilarious but yeah, so I I don't know. I get a kick out of it. And oh man, I used to fall for him so hard when I was a kid. I get that email and it's like, forward this to 10 people or someone you love will die. die. Oh no! Oh. Send it along. Jeez. I know you do have a fascination with chain mail and I love it. I support <laughs> it. It's totally fine. I once sent my grandfather some quarters in the mail though, but they just went right out the edge. You can't just send dimes. That's that. My whole thing is like uh, dollars, something. Those, those dimes, I, they probably lost a lot in the in the process. You're right. The yeah. post office or maybe probably got thicker rich. envelopes. Tape, tape yep, it on tape there, it maybe. Up the edge, reinforce it. Yeah, yeah. It's against the law now to do the dime, the dime mail. The post office was sick of it. They were sick of having like because it it ended up becoming. There's a lot of scams out there. So it started as like, you know, the ministry for whatever. But there are a lot of people who were like, oh, "Oh, help the thing and send in a dime. Just suck my dick. Yeah. They don't hate it because because the dimes went shooting out and and gumming up their machinery. (laughs) 
Oh, could oh could be. No, I think they were. I think it was like too many scams happening at the post office. So. Well, good story. Well, Marie, I hope you and your boyfriend are still alive. I and oh, um, her grandparents. Yeah. Oh, wait, her grandparents. Well, those are the only people that we are aware that live in the house with her. Oh, okay. Her yeah, that's right. So, listeners, beware. Okay, if you start receiving um, bizarre letters in the mail, just start bleeding out of the lips, carrying around bloody tissues in your pocket, the salt, put the salt all over the place. Now Um, you know. Uh, Hide. So just hide. Oh, yeah, just hide. Just Just in general. Hide all the time. What was the fourth fourth piece of advice? That was it. Hide. I know, but it was was hide, blood in the pocket. Oh, bloody lips. Salt. Salt on the window seals. Um, oh, lock your doors. Well, that's just okay. common sense. That is just lock common them. sense. Okay. All right. Well, thanks for that story. That was interesting. The history yeah. of chain letters. I did not know that. And I love that. Okay. I My story. Are we ready for this? Oh, so ready. Okay. So my story comes from... Um, then driver wrote in with some more stories. Our, our old Holy friend of the pod. Holy shit! I oh man, I'm a. I should probably like get buckled up. Like she, then driver has terrifying stories. Yeah, because then driver we've deduced they live probably in England, right? Because or somewhere like yes. that. Because they had the story of the creepo on the stairs that was grabbing her ankles. Mm-hmm. That was her, right? And the, the nun. Oh the yeah, nun the on nun the, in, in the, the cemetery. Gr- in the cemetery too. So okay, yeah. So this is going to be good. I again in the hot box. Haven't read it. We're let's go on this adventure together, All right. y'all. For the first time. For the first tonight. time. This is probably a terrible tactic of of a podcasting where I don't proofread. <laughs> here for it. I had I time. It. I could have. I just, you know, it's the excitement of it all. It's the excitement. I was like, it's going to be good. Okay. Have faith. She says, here's my ghost encounter. It's been ages since I sent one in because I'm lazy, but I will try to submit one about once every two weeks to monthish. Oh, hello. Oh, Beautiful. Angel. Angel from the sky. I know. You hear that, listeners? Yes. You got some competition. Let's go. Recently, I went on holiday to Spain, and on my last day there at breakfast at around 5 a.m., I ate early because I had to make a flight, I looked in the mirror, and around 10 meters away was a guy that was standing there staring at me. He was wearing a black suit with a black spotted tie, and we made eye contact. And I, all of a sudden, felt uneasy, like I was going to be sick. I looked, that's what made you, I mean, I would felt at first eye contact, first glimpse of someone staring at me. 5.30 in the morning, anybody staring at you. It would take me a moment. (laughs) I would be screaming, running out of that room. (laughs) And then the eye contact, two of my least favorite things. Okay, like I was going to be sick. I looked away and told my mom he was there and watching us. Because I wanted to know if maybe he worked for the airline shuttles and we were late. My mom moved across to look at him in the mirror and didn't see him, so I pointed him out. Mom still couldn't see him, so I got up and turned around to ask him if we were late, but he wasn't there. So I sat back down, thinking he had left, but there he was, still in the mirror, staring at me again. (laughs) Finally, we left, and I made a quick run to the bathroom. This bathroom was pretty hidden, and so no one... 
This bathroom was pretty hidden. No one really used it as you had to go down a flight of stairs to get to it. And there was one nearer. But this one was fancier and had fogged glass as the doors so you could see out slightly, but no one could see in. When I got into the bathroom cubicle, I looked outside through the glass because I was scared the guy was going to appear again. He didn't. So I calmed down slightly, but I was still on edge. A few seconds later, someone wearing black walked past. I'm not 100% sure if it was him, but it was around the same height and they were wearing the right color. So it probably was him. No one else could have been in there with me as all the cubicle doors were open. And you can tell when someone walks in as the door is really loud. My mom came down to get me as she got worried something had happened as I was scared to come out of the cubicle. I would be too. (laughs) I explained and my mom looked at me shocked. She told me to tell my dad. I did. And my dad looked shook. Oh, yeah. Yes. My dad looked shook as well and asked if I had been listening to them talking when I was supposed to be asleep. I hadn't. My dad explained that when they were on the balcony the morning of leaving, he told my mom that for some reason, every night after I'm asleep, there's a guy in a suit in the corner of the room, just below my bed, staring at me. No! Alyssa, stop! (laughs) Every night for seven days without fail. No no idea why this guy kept following me. All I know is that whenever I noticed him, I felt uneasy and sick to my stomach. Holy shit. Oh, my God. The best. Oh, my God. The best (gasps) stories. Her and her dad, like, they have the gift. He can see them. She can see them. Mother cannot. Holy shit. This dad, though, he sees the most terrifying. He does, but yeah, it's interesting. He passed it along to his daughter. This is crazy. I kind of like the idea when I said at first glance, I would have run the fuck out of there. What if it was just the train guy? I would still do it. <laughs> I don't care. I'd be up and gone. Nobody look at me through a mirror, please, from like even no. at an angle. Oh. If I'm looking in the mirror and see anyone but myself, I'm out of there. Don't do it. Um, It's almost worse. It's almost worse when it's through a mirror. Don't do it. A spotted tie, man. He followed her in the bathroom. What? Who is this man? I wonder because they've got these spirits around them. I wonder what they want. Oh my god! All right, then driver. Looking forward to the next one. I'm glad you're okay. She seems in good spirits about it. Like my, she didn't say, but my hope is they got on that goddamn flight out of Spain and that Thai man just stayed in the hotel. Goodbye. And he's there. She's back at the haunted house with the evil person under the stairs. Ghost boundaries. Ghost boundaries. Exactly. Can't leave the hotel. Oh my God. Full body, full body goosebumps on that one. (laughs) You know, I don't know then driver, if you're ever interested in having your dad do an interview with us, but man, you know, he's got some stories. Heck yeah. It seems like it. I stayed in a very creepy hotel when I was um, out of town here and, or it wasn't creepy. It was super cool and historic. And then there was like a really creepy art 
exhibit in it. And at one point I was all alone up there and I was like, oh, I'm going to see a ghost. I'm going to see something. And I didn't. But they did tell me that um, I asked, I was like, is this hotel haunted? And the waitress was like, people always ask that question. And I don't really know, but I do know that weird stuff goes on in the bar. And the bar was within eyesight of us. And she pointed, she's like, like just a few weeks ago, there was some people sitting in the bar, there was nobody at the bar, but there was a bar, a, a bottle on top of the bar. And uh-huh. all of a sudden, the top of the bottle just screws off and flies across <gasps> the room, unscrews. And like, it's stuff like that. So I don't, I, I want to research. I, I didn't, again, I just got back. We're kind of doing this at the 11th hour here. <laughs> and so I want to talk about that. I wanted to research this hotel because I'm like, there's got to be right, some good teaser, history, history here. So I'll save, I'm going to put that one in my pocket. Everyone at home, please right. place it in your pocket next to your bloody tissue that you're now carrying around. <laughs> okay. And, and stay tuned. I'll, I'll bring, I'll come back around to that one. Oh my God. Then driver. Thank you. Thank you. Oh my gosh. Like every time, every time your stories get me. All right. I have another letter story. Okay. This one comes from Sandy. Um, Full disclosure. Again, I got this one off of Reddit and um, I only mentioned that because Sandy at the end of her story has a call out for help from anybody who might have answers to this dilemma that happened to her. I work at a newspaper. My job is to handle and process the obituaries and death notices. I know it sounds morbid, but I love my job. I get to speak with grieving loved ones and offer them comfort during their time of mourning. Last week, I got a submission that was uh, different. That is where the trouble started. It was mailed in, which is a little out of the norm, but not totally weird. My job covers a small rural rural area. Plenty of people I deal with have never had a computer or internet in their lives. The letter was on my desk when I arrived at work. The mailing address on the letter was typed with no address. Oh, sorry, no return address. It said, Sandy, C.O., obituaries. It was a small envelope with a stamp in the corner I'd never seen before. It was a single black flower, like a dahlia. When I opened the envelope, the letter inside was typed too. It said, Helen Parkins, 58, died horribly in, um, we're going to leave this blank, Um, let's say Midland, horribly in Midland on Tuesday, September 7th. She was killed in an automobile accident after a drunk driver hit her car. She died of blood loss while fire and rescue was not able to get her out of the car in time. Condolences can be called to, and then they left a number. I frowned and read the letter twice. First, this was way too graphic for a death notice. We absolutely could not publish this the way it was written. Second, September 7th was today, so the date had to be wrong. I turned to my neighbor in the next cubicle, a reporter for the paper. Hey, Corey, I said. Corey turned from her computer and faced me. Yeah, what's up? She trailed off when she saw the look on my face. What's going on? She asked. I paused and thought for a moment. No, nothing. It's nothing. Just a submission from some idiot who thinks we can run graphic details of the death, apparently. 
I'm going to pause really quick right here and just let everybody know that this is written very well. So clearly she does work at a newspaper. <laughs> I was going to say just, it is written just, really well. Just be aware this person clearly knows how to write. Okay, time it. Corey grimaced. Oh my God, are you serious? Yeah, I said, turning away and lifting my phone from the receiver. Don't worry, I'll just call them and work it out. I raised the phone to my ear and dialed the number. The phone rang twice and a female voice answered. Hello? Hi, I said, putting on a customer service voice. This is Sandy from the Gazette. I have a death notice here for a Helen Parkins, and I just needed to discuss a few things. But the voice on the other end cut me off before I could continue. Excuse me, is this some kind of sick joke? The voice hissed. I am Helen Parkins. Oh, I'm so sorry. Um, Did someone in your family with the same name pass away, perhaps? I have a death notice here with your phone number as a contact. Helen sounded angry. No, nobody in my family's died. I didn't submit anything to you, and I'll ask you not to run anything with my phone number. Thank you very much. Oh, okay, I'm sorry, I began. Helen cut me off again. Do not call back. And then she hung up. I replaced the receiver and turned back to Corey. Corey glanced over, still typing. Well, did you get it straight, straightened out? No, I said. She she said she was the person in the death notice. Corey stopped typing and faced me. Excuse me, what, she said? Some kind of weird practical joke? I guess, I said. I turned back to my computer, put the strange letter in my filing cabinet, and closed the drawer. It was almost deadline, and I was too busy to worry about this. I got back to work, but it lingered in the back of my mind, bothering me. Later that afternoon, the police scanner on Corey's desk crackled to life. Midland Fire and Rescue, come in, a voice on the scanner reported. This is Midland Fire and Rescue. Midland Fire Rescue, we have a vehicle crash on South Street in Midland. Possible drunk driver struck an oncoming vehicle. Police area are on the scene. Driver is struck in the second vehicle. 58-year-old woman, the first voice reported. Now, I've heard people say their blood gets cold, and I know that's a cliche, but I don't know how else to describe the feeling that washed over me when I heard it. My skin prickled, and a hollow feeling dropped into my stomach. Corey had grabbed her notebook and was jotting down the information. She snatched up her camera and car keys and then glanced at me. I felt faintly dizzy as I met Corey's eyes. Sandy, you okay? She asked as she tossed her notebook in her bag. Yeah, I said, go go do your job. It's just a coincidence, I said to myself. It, it's just super weird. Very effective coincidence. I'll talk to you when you get back. Corey was gone for an hour, and I tried to get back to work, but it was hard. I couldn't keep my mind on the task at hand. When Corey finally returned and plopped down into her chair, her stum- my stomach was rolling and my heart was in my throat. Oh, Jesus Christ, that was rough. That was really rough, Corey said. I could see tears fill her eyes, but she managed to blink them away. I swallowed. What happened? I asked, but I knew before she answered. I knew. That woman, the one in the car, tears came back into her eyes, and she looked away while she spoke. She she died at the scene. Corey's voice broke, and she cleared her throat, but I interrupted her. They couldn't get her out of the car in time, I said. Corey must have heard something strange in my voice, and she looked at me. Yeah, she said. They couldn't get her out in time. What is it? I knew I must be white as a sheet. Corey, it's the weird death notice from this morning, I said. I opened the filing cabinet and pulled out the letter, my hands trembling as I passed it to her. 
She took it and read through it. Her eyes grew big. Holy shit, she said. Holy fucking shit, she whispered the words viciously, then dropped the letter and started digging through her camera bag. The cops wouldn't give me the name. You know the whole thing about notifying the family first. But I was close enough to hear her while before when she could still talk. Corey pulled her notebook out of the bag and started flipping the pages. I heard her give her them her name. She passed the notebook to me. There on the bottom of the page was the name, Helen Parkins. Oh my God, I whispered. I handed the notebook back to Corey. Tears filled my eyes. What do I do? I asked her. I kept my voice low. Noises carry in the office. I looked around, but nobody appeared to have noticed our little scene. What do I do? Corey shook her head. I don't know. I have no idea. Maybe it's nothing. Maybe it's a weird coincidence. Let's just get back to work and forget about it. But of course, neither of us could. The rest of the workday crawled by and I went home at five, trying my best to pretend nothing had happened. That night I went to bed and I couldn't sleep and I haven't slept all week. Though I've tried to put the strange letter out of my mind, then Friday I arrived at work and found something that made me feel sick. There on my desk was another letter. Same envelope, same typing, same stamp addressed to Sandy CO obituaries. I'm posting this here because I don't know what else to do. Corey uses Reddit and says that this sub might be able to help. I haven't opened the letter. I don't want to read it. Oh, Oh my God. Okay. I love this. I love that it could be a glitch in the matrix. Exactly. If you were hoping to prevent a death potentially, you probably should have opened that letter because. (laughs) Oh, you're right. She could like be straight up playing the superhero here. Right? Too late. Unless it happens. No, no, no. Because it was dated. That was the odd thing. Because the last one was dated. I was going to say unless Mm -hmm. it happens because she opens the letter. (laughs) Okay. Another theory. Okay. There's a drunk driver out there who's planning planning Barbara's death. Barbara, uh, well, wouldn't wouldn't the wouldn't the drunk driver? I mean, I imagine they're probably not coming out of this thing unscathed too. Oh, in my brain, it was a hit and run, smashed and I gone. Think it said hit and run. I can re- let me reread. Um, it's been only 30 I, from seconds. the very beginning <laughs> i thought that it was um somebody who um could have possibly planned barbara's death he's like this bitch is gonna die and she's it's gonna that so specific in the letter how it says is like she gets penned and bleeds out to death he's a mechanic he knows all of the oh. places to hit or a car accident analysis or analyzer <laughs> i think it place. is my theory a new psychic on the scene, so young, has these abilities. They foresee the deaths happen, and they don't know what to do except write Sandy at obituaries. Right. Okay. Or, yes, maybe, possibly. Maybe it's someone Sandy knows. And Sandy's been all like, oh, God, my job. I'm so, like, tired of my job. It's so much work. It's so much stress. I don't she have she enough. She loves it. Um, she loves her job. Okay, she says dealing with morning people I mean, all the time. She loves her job dealing with morning people so much. 
The uh-huh. only thing is I never have enough time to write these obituaries um, because I found out so far after the fact that this person died. Uh, if, oh, Someone's if I, trying to throw her a bone. Yep. If I could wish for mm. one thing is more time. Uh, <laughs> grandma. My microphone just fell upon me. It's pinned me. Um, uh, yeah. A, a psychic somebody... It was very graphic and gruesome. Someone is making highly accurate predictions. But yeah, you, she may as well just open that letter on the desk because that person She's going to write that obituary one way or the other, girl. She probably already wrote it. I don't know how might, long that one's been sitting Might there. as well see what's coming. Yeah. I wouldn't be terrified. Oh, but she could man. save the day. I would not want to be in that position of getting those letters, though. It's a lot of it's a lot of power. It it's a lot of knowledge to have in that little envelope. It is. I mean, someone's life. Hmm. How could you use it to your advantage? Um. On a kind of related note, um, when I was in college, I used to absolutely love reading obituaries, and I had hoped. Maybe this next one will be really graphic and I will find out how, you know, Louise Benson died, but they they never tell the details. No, you, you have just to want look to know for, the details. Oh, donations to the Cancer Society, donations. Mm. I mean, there's clues, but you don't always know. But I, I've, I've figured it out. Okay. Sandy, this is what you do. Huh. Okay. You get one of these letters. You have the number, you call mm-hmm. the person, you go there and you say, mm-hmm. hey, if you give me $500, I will tell you the date of your death. And the person will be like, absolutely. She hands over the $500 and she's like, today, today is the day you die. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Sandy has better bones than that. She's uh, got. Oh uh, no! What you need to do is write ten people a letter, and you're gonna live. You won't die today if you write ten, 10 people. Let tape a dime, tape a dime in there, send it along. Yeah, I don't understand the point of it. It's a great story. I love it. It's real freaky. It's real well, creepy. She, she could save. Well, the point was she was reaching out for assistance to be like. A, has this happened to anybody? And what should I do? I think she's a real... I Okay, Sandy, I'm going to answer your question. I'm not on the internets here, but maybe you're listening. And open the letter and go uh, go save a life. Go tell the person. Too late. How long has it been sitting on that desk? It's the same day sort of thing. I'd say, Sandy, oh, open that letter and just start writing that obituary. Just start typing up. Get a head start. Get you to bed what? early. Go. Head start. Yeah. Yeah. That's my advice. Good point. Good point. She can really get some work, <laughs> work done, done quick. Yeah. Right? Efficiently. Yeah. Oh, my God. Maximize her time. <laughs> um, Barbara didn't seem like the, the peachiest of person either. So, you know. God, I know. She's like, don't call me again. Yeah. Because she can personally interview the people who are about to die, too, and get their own, like, life story out of them. Oh, true. Yeah. The letter says, like, for for more information that's less gory, call this number. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, true. Well, um, right. Dear right. listeners, I want to know what you would do. What should we tell Sandy? What what, what advice would you tell Sandy? Um, if Or what would you do if you received these sort of letters? Yeah, I want to know some answers. Yeah. Uh, you can email your answers in a chain letter or 
to our email. Oh, God, don't send us any chain letters, please. I'll give you it's uh, our email is brickkilpatrick at gmail.com. That's where it mail all your chain letters. Um, our email, though, if you want to write to Skeletales, it is skeletalespodcast at gmail.com. You can also call us on our hotline. 302-689-DEAD. 302-689-3323. You can just do a quick little call and be like, oh, my God, if I was Sandy, I would do this. Oh, um, yeah. Just call on yeah. in and tell us your predictions or what you would yeah. do. And then in like three weeks, we'll answer and be like, who's Sandy? <laughs> <laughs> Tomorrow, I will be like, what? <laughs> what are you talking about? Who's that? I don't know. Man. No, we, we're we attentive. We yes, no, we do. Yeah, we just need a little jingle oh. and ringing of the bell a little bit sometimes. Hey, stop right now. I have a big announcement. We are doing something very exciting this month of November. There's only half a month left, but we're going to do it. We are throwing down a hot discount for your Christmas shopping needs in the Skeletales shop right now. We have a 15% off code called Spooky Dookie. So if you go to Skeletales, <laughs> I didn't follow through with Alyssa with that one. Yeah, if you me. go to Skeletales, Etsy.com. That's our shop. We've got t-shirts, notebooks, mugs, all sorts of fun stuff. You can get 15% off for your stocking stuffers or the t-shirt you want to get yourself or your partner or your whole neighborhood because we got to pay some bills. It is spooky dookie coupon code and it ends at the end of November. So hop on that people. All right. I, a spooky turkey? No. No, don't confuse me. Okay, I'll delete that. Never mind. Never mind. Spooky Dookie. Oh, and that's spelled S-P-O-O-K-Y. Not hot D. box. I have also, you should have consulted. This is why you didn't consult me on the coupon why? code. Oh, what because should, I would brainstorm all what? sorts of hot box, hot, sexy coupon code. Never mind. <laughs> I'm a real marketing genius hot, over here. Hot, sexy coupon code. <laughs> That's a long one. It's a long it one. Long. Never mind. <laughs> Skella sale. Right. Oh, oh, oh. We'll put that okay, one in our I pocket next to All our right, bloody later. blanket and whatever. Oh my God. Else People are going to be like, oh, wait, what's the No, I'm going to delete it all. I will ones. delete it all. <laughs> okay. Um, Hold on, though. It's not spooky with IE. Spooky. You, fuck, if you spell spooky with an IE, you don't deserve that person. 50%. God. <laughs> It's with a Y. Spooky Dookie. Okay. Wait, is Dookie with a Y? Or that's wait, why are you yes! clarifying that part of it? Brit. <laughs> I think people know how to spell spooky. The dookie, I think, is a little more maybe a little more Some ambiguous. People don't know how to spell dookie. <laughs> I don't think it's, it's spelled with a Y. I think dookie is actually IE. Oh my god, nobody will buy anything now. The end. <laughs> we just throw all the t-shirts in the dumpster. Okay. Do you, uh, <laughs> okay, so the code is spooky with a Y, dookie with a Y. <laughs> yes. Yes, don't forget it. Remember it. Please go buy something. Help us. All right. Um, uh, oh, we're on all the socials. Uh, Instagram. We're on mm -hmm. um, uh, the Facebook. Facebook. Facebook TikToks. community, TikTok. Oh, shit. I was going to do a TikTok tonight, too. Maybe tomorrow. 
Maybe you might be blessed tomorrow with a TikTok. I know. We I should... got a good one. Okay, good. We got to keep those up. It's been a minute, but um, excuses. What else? Excuses. Oh, yeah. Share with a friend. Tell them that you know this cool podcast. Ask some stories and then tell the stories to us so we can tell everybody. Yeah. That's how we do. It's oh, like a I game co- of telephone. I harvest it. I, I've been doing some harvesting over the past few weeks. Ooh, I just haven't had girl. a minute to assemble. So, Ooh, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. This is exciting. Yeah. Um, oh, Oh, hey, Brett. Brett. Oh, yes, Alyssa. What is Brett. it? Brett. Brett. Y- yes, dear friend. Haunt you later. Haunt y'all later. <laughs> Good night. Good night.